Hello and welcome to Nick's Knack for Neologisms, episode 22, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode, we covered banal, dichotomy, venerate, and fawning. And in this episode, we're covering edify, morose, contentious, and quagmire. Ooh, that last word. I'm saving that last word for last. I mean, if you don't know what a quagmire is at the end of this episode, you're going to know what a quagmire is and you're going to start using it in a sentence just because it's a weird sounding word. All right, let's get on with our first word. Our first word is edify. It is a verb and it means to instruct or benefit, especially morally or spiritually, uplift, edify, E-D-I-F-Y, E-D-I-F-Y, edify. Verb to instruct or benefit, especially morally or spiritually, uplift. So if you think of edify, just think of uplift. If someone's being uplifted, morally or spiritually, or just whatever, maybe enlightened, they're being edified. Religious paintings that edify the viewer. Edify. So I think of this word, or the way I remember this word, is I think of an edifice, which is just a really tall building, or a skyscraper. And if you think of edifice huge skyscraper. It's kind of uplifted. That's just the way, that's the way I associate it in my mind. If that doesn't work for you, a user on mnemonic dictionary suggests that this, you can think of edify as edit plus Y. If you edit something, you're improving it. It's kind of a creative way to remember edify. It's kind of like edit with a Y. Edit something, you're improving it. You're uplifting it. You're edifying it. Another way, another user thought of is you can think of edify sounds close to rectify, which means to correct. If you don't know what rectify means, that doesn't really help you. But rectify is just a fancy word for correcting something. Rectify, edify, correcting, edifying, uplifting, instructing, benefiting something. Those are all sort of loose associations of the word edify. Or educating, enlighten, teaching, uplifting, instructing. I I think you could say those are sort of synonyms of edify. Edify is just sort of a fancy word for instructing or educating. As good Christians, we must seek to edify our neighbors about God and Jesus Christ. Yeah, you ever had those people come to your door, they knock on your door, and they're seeking to edify you about something religious? Mormons, Christians. I had some lady recently knock on my door. I don't know what she was all about. My wife and I have this this sign on our fence that says, No trespassing, beware of dogs. And our place looks a little ghetto. I'm not going to lie. Like if I saw it, we've got chicken wire that's stapled onto our fence to keep our, jo- our dogs from humping, the, humping, from humping the fence, from jumping the fence. We used to have this crazy dog. This, this dog was just crazy. You know, I'd always jump the fence. So that was our quick fix solution was to, to staple chicken wire to the fence so the dog couldn't jump. But it looks a little ghetto. Like our property looks a little ghetto. Front lawn is a little slightly unkept. It used to look better, but the dogs have kind of gone through their thing. We've got a sign there. You know, if I saw that sign, I certainly would not want to come up and try to edify these people. Although maybe that's what they thought. They're like, look at this crappy ass lawn. These people need some edification. What's going on here? I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I opened, or, you know, opened the door. I'm like, uh, you can hear our dogs a little crazy. We just, we don't want people coming up to our front door and, and interrupting us. Plus I'm just, I'm not interested in hearing anything, you know, religious or whatever. I feel like I've heard it all. It's all the same. So please, please, you know, if, if you're thinking about coming up to my door and edifying me, please don't. I'm already corrupted. I'm beyond, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm beyond rectification at this point. The teacher hoped her speech about good citizenship would edify her students and encourage them to contribute 
to their communities. After hearing Martin Luther King Jr. speak, the the complacent college students were edified, feeling spiritually enlightened. I think young Bill is in need of some edification, for his fawning ways will only get him so far in life. John's experience in the military did a lot to edify his character and make him a stronger person. During Hitler's nefarious harangues, some found edification, others sheer terror. I'm trying to incorporate some of our, some of these senses are wordsinasense.com. Some of them are, are my own. I'm trying to incorporate some of our previous words we've learned into the sentences, hoping that'll kind of refresh our memories. Not going to lie, you guys, there was a word I went through. I have this word list for the words that I've done. And I was like, crap, I can't remember this word's definition. So I'm thinking if we do it this way, we both can remember some of the words we've already gone over. So that is edify. To instruct or benefit, especially morally or spiritually, uplift. You guys been edified lately? Anything you found edifying? Edi- I want to say edificatory. Have you found anything edificatory lately? Anything that's uplifted you lately? Try and think if I've been uplifted lately. As I was doing this, I came, as I was writing this, I came upon something that reminded me of something that had edified me lately, but now I'm not remembering it. Oh, oh, I do remember one thing, though, as I was doing this word. So in third grade, I used to be a very fond T-shirt sucker. You guys ever seen those kids that like to suck on their T-shirt? I mean, I would I would get the slobber all over my T-shirt, and it tasted really good. And I would especially do when I was playing <clears throat> football or basketball or whatever. And something about sucking my T-shirt just made me feel better. And then this one day, this, I don't know, I don't know what she's called. I forget what we call it, but this recess teacher, she wasn't an actual teacher. She was just one of the the adults that sit out there and made sure we were behaving, she came over and edified me rather harshly about sucking on my t-shirt. And then that day I stopped. And ever since then, I've missed sucking on my t-shirt. I would do it now. I guess it's just not cool for a 32-year-old to be sucking on his t-shirt. But then I think there's some sort of connection. I think think we have, uh, I, I think that sports players that use their mouth during the game in some way, shape, or form, I think they perform better than other, you know, like, like Stefan Curry, you guys watch basketball, probably the greatest shooter ever to step on the court. The guy's phenomenal. And he likes to chew on his mouth guard. Then you have Michael Jordan, right? Maybe, maybe the greatest player of all time, according to some people. And he liked to chew, chew gum when he was playing. I think there's something about that oral fixation brings us back to sucking the teat. I think that's what it is. Something about that. And then just being calm, you know, when we used to nurse as babies, that's a very calming and soothing sensation. Yeah, I don't know how this relates to edifying, but how did I get off on this? Where did we go wrong? Oh, yeah, my edifying with the the teacher out on recess. Yeah, she told me, I don't I can't remember what she said. I just remember I felt like bad afterwards. I felt shamed for sucking on my t-shirt. But I really, I really remember that the taste was good. My dog does it with her ball. She gets saliva on her ball. Something about mixing our saliva with things just makes them taste really good. Anyhow, that's edifying. Let's move on to our next word which is morose. It's M-O-R-O-S-E, morose. M-O-R-O-S-E, morose. I feel like I'm not saying that right. M-O-R-O-S-E, morose. It's an adjective. It means gloomily or sullenly ill-humored as a person or mood, characterized by or or expressing gloom. If something is morose, it's just kind of sad, dejected, longing, 
Like it's missing out on something. Someone who's, who's morose, I just think of them as that person who's sulking. They're maybe in the corner of the room. They're just like, poor me. Life is horrible. That's a morose person. Dejected, if you're down in the dumps, if you're moping around, if you're cranky, there's some like melancholy, sad, feeling crabby. Those are all loose associations we can make with the word morose. On mnemonicdictionary.com, a user recommended this way to remember the word. Think of morose, M-O-R-O-S-E. It's got rose in it. Think of morose as no rose for your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever. And then that person will be sad. It's sad. If you're not getting a rose, you're going to be sad, right? No rose, morose means sad. Kind of a clever way to remember it. Shelly wasn't feeling at all affable. In fact, she was quite morose after having won the money because she knew there were others out there who needed it more than her. Well, Shelly, you could just donate the money. You don't have to keep the money. And then that will alleviate your moroseness. Morosity. I don't think morosity is actually a word. It's probably moroseness. But morosity sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? When her dog died, the little girl was morose for months. You guys ever felt morose for something? Or morose about something? Trying Trying to think the last time I felt morose. I haven't felt morose for a while, which is a good thing. I think that's a good thing. But every now and then, maybe it's an, it's it's okay to feel morose, you know? Makes you feel better about the days you're feeling uplifted, the days you're feeling edified. After losing his job, Mark was left impecunious and morose. Despite his morose outlook on marriage, Stephen was still able to make a great speech during the wedding reception. I wonder why Stephen had a morose outlook on marriage. Maybe he had been married multiple times and they hadn't worked out. I don't know. After imbibing five beers, Mary's cheerful spirit became morose as she reminisced about all her lost loves. Oh, poor Mary. You ever met those people? They're like one way, one way, and then after imbibing a certain amount of beers or whatever they're drinking, they start turning morose, and you're like, whoa. I'm the I'm the exact opposite. I'm a very happy, crazy drunk. I get very talkative, very loquacious. And I'm certainly not morose when I'm drunk. I don't really get drunk, but I like, you know, every now and then I like to get a nice little buzz. And I'm a lightweight guy, like a a nice solid big beer of something will give me that nice buzz. Maybe two beers and I'm there for sure. I haven't been drunk since I was probably, I don't know, 20, maybe 21 or 19. Yeah, it's been a while. While Edgar was not a morose individual, he pretended to be so so that people would keep their distance, feigning morosity to keep people away from you. Interesting, Edgar. That's a cool name, Edgar, Edgar, Edgar. Morose, morosity, morose. Gloomily or suddenly ill-humored as a person or a mood characterized by or expressing gloom. Morose, it's a good word. All right, let's move on to our next word, which is contentious. I love this word. This word's rather popular. I feel like you don't really see edify or morose that often, but contentious comes up more or less. It's spelled C-O-N-T-E-N-T-I-O-U-S. Very phonetic, contentious, C-O-N-T-E-N-T-I-O-U-S, contentious. And it means tending to argument or strife, quarrelsome, a contentious crew. Causing, involving, or characterized by argument or controversy. So when I just think of contentious, I just think of like somebody or something or some opinion that just, they like to argue. They want to start a little bit of a fight, not a 
not a fist fight, but a, a verbal fight. They just, they like argument. For whatever reason, they just like contentiousness. They like quarreling with people. My wife does this to me all the time. Whenever I make a, not whenever, but sometimes I make a statement and she just likes to be contentious. And I know she's just trying to get me and she's just trying to troll me. So it's kind of like this open insider joke we have between each other. And I know, I know when she's doing it because I'm like, Elian, you just argued for this and now you're arguing for this, which is exactly what you were exactly arguing against what you were just arguing for. Stop trying to be a little punk and then she'll laugh. She likes being contentious. Sometimes, I, you know, we all, it's like if you're playing a devil's advocate, you're being contentious, right? And who doesn't like who doesn't like trying to get somebody every now and then? It's just kind of fun. You know, maybe you're not involved that much in the argument. You just like watching someone else get pissed. And then you're like, all right, calm down. I'm just messing with you. Contention. That's being contentious. Causing, involving, or characterized by argument or controversy. Contentious. Political people tend to be quite contentious, right? You like being contentious? Argumentative? Quarrelsome, fighting, combative, disputatious. Ooh, I like that. Disputatious. If you're prone to dispute or you like to dispute someone, you are disputatious. Crazy adjective. Isn't that a crazy adjective? Disputatious. Wow. Contentious. What an interesting word, contentious. Yeah, I, I had a I had someone call me contentious once. No, they didn't call me contentious. What did they do? I don't remember. My memory is so foggy at this point in my life. It's just crazy. Contentious. Is it a contentious point whether memory is reliable or not? I think so. I think so. In fact, I heard this podcast or this episode on Radiolab some years ago, and the the guests that they had on the show that said that every time we access a memory, it makes that memory so that it's not like it was before. So it actually almost transforms the memory a little bit. So every time you're recounting someone or recounting something to someone, you are altering that memory a little bit. So every time you access a memory, it's changing. Isn't that crazy? I kind of believe it. It's a very materialistic view of the mind and memory, but I don't know if we can escape that. That might be a contentious point. Maybe you're more spiritual when it comes to the mind, but I'm kind of a materialist when it comes to the mind. I think memory, someday we'll discover that there's an exact place in your mind where a certain memory is held, and that memory is an amalgamate of different particles in our brain, different, I don't know, maybe it's got like dopamine mixed in with some serotonin, mixed in with some other things, and you got some neurons in there, and that all constitutes a memory. But I don't know. I don't really study the brain. So perhaps that's a contentious point. I don't know. The Oh, okay. So before we go on to our, I almost jumped to our uh, words in a sentence here. I want to show you or share with you guys a way we can remember the word contentious. So on Mnemonic Dictionary, this user came up with contender plus serious. If you're a serious contender, you're contentious. You take competition too seriously and you're always fighting and always quarreling. It's a good way, contentious. The author wrote a contentious novel causing a great deal of unrest. He was a maverick not because of his inability to socialize, but because of his contentious political ideas. You guys have any contentious political ideas or just contentious ideas in general? They're so contentious, contentious they kind of separate you from the rest of humanity. Theodore promulgated political freedom for all, women included, which was quite the contentious idea in the early 1700s. 
Prone to bellicosity, this contentious amateur boxer walked around the streets at night looking for a fight. I used to do this example here, this sentence just remember, I used to do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is kind of like wrestling, but you got submissions and some grappling in there and all of that. Most of the people, super humble, stereotypical martial arts type people want to help humanity, just very humble, very nice people. But every now and then you get, and especially I would notice, you'd get those guys in there that were just jacked. I think they were on steroids or something. And then they would regale us with stories about how on Friday, Saturday nights, they got in a fight. Oh, and I used this hole that we learned last time. You know, I think these guys, you know, I mean, you almost can avoid every fight imaginable if you want to. But I think these guys were just the guys looking for a fight, but they would always say it was in self-defense. I'm like, dude, why is it that you're always having to use self-defense when 99% of the rest of us never have to use self-defense? Like, please tell me why is that happening? But anyhow, just remind me of that. We had some, we had, you know, 1% of the people, maybe one to 5% of the people who do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu are contentious by nature. Despite what they say, many people enjoy reading contentious posts on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook, social media, YouTube, there's a lot of contention on there for sure. So that is contentious. All right, let's move on to our our favorite word, you guys. This is our favorite word because it sounds funny. Quagmire. I mean, you you have to want to know what a quagmire is, right? Just like what the heck is a quagmire? Q-U-A-G-M-I-R-E. It's a noun, quagmire. Q-U-A-G-M-I-R-E. If you've ever heard the word mire, oh, we're mired in something. Mire just means it's a fancy word for being stuck. We're mired in a swamp or mired with financial responsibility or mired with political obligation or whatever. It's like you're being stuck with something. So I don't really know where the quag comes in, but the quag mire is an area of miry or boggy ground whose surface yields under the tread. A box. It's like a swamp, like a swamp or a... Oh, quicksand could be a quagmire, but usually when you hear the word quagmire, you think of a a difficult situation that's hard to get out of, a situation from which extrication is very difficult. If we're extricating ourselves, we're removing ourselves from something that's very difficult. So quicksand would be a quagmire. It's very hard to get out of quicksand. And when you hear quagmire, you usually don't think of a of an actual physical object or something that's difficult to get out of, you think of that situation that's difficult to get to get out of. A quagmire of financial indebtedness. That's a good example of the word quagmire. So it's just something, it's a dilemma. It's a predicament that you're not very fond of. A predicament that you're kind of stuck in is a quagmire. Entanglement, anything that's a difficult situation, all those could be considered loose associations for quag. Meyer. So on mnemonic dictionary, a user came up with a pretty creative way to remember this word. They said that the first three words of quagmire are Q-U-A, which makes them think of earthquake. An earthquake, maybe the ground is separating and it's an awkward predicament where soil sinks under your feet. And the next thing you know, you're falling thousands of feet from the ground into your death. That would be a quagmire. That's how they remember it. Quagmire with earthquake. Yes, many young people do not realize the quagmire to which occasional drug use can lead. When Hank called me from jail, I knew he was in a quagmire. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, Hank, this is this upstanding 
citizen here and he's in jail. It's definitely a quagmire for Hank. Poor guy. A neophyte in drug trafficking, Sam was left in a hairy quagmire after not having a good explanation for the boxes in his trunk when interrogated by the Border Patrol. Ooh, that's what you get for being a neophyte in drug trafficking, Sam. You always have to have a good explanation for the boxes in the back of your trunk. Otherwise, you're going to be in a quagmire when Border Patrol asks you, tell us about those boxes, buddy. Yeah, since Jim lost all of his money gambling, he was stuck in a financial quagmire. How about you guys? You guys in a quagmire of any kind right now? Quagmire. Difficult dilemma. Quagmire. A predicament. Trying to think if I myself have have been involved in any quagmires or anything I might consider a quagmire. I'm sure I have. I just can't remember. Everybody, if you've lived, you've certainly had some quagmires here and there. Nothing is coming to my head right now. Just like a blank slate of nothingness in my mind as I'm staring at this picture of an elephant that my wife drew. Right now I'm in a quagmire as to come up with something for quagmire and nothing is coming, you guys. Martha was perpetually ambivalent about finishing her college degree. This later turned into a quagmire when she was offered a job in another country and only had 10 credits left to complete her degree. Poor Martha, does she take the job or does she finish her degree? Quite the quagmire. I knew this guy. He was my brother-in-law's friend who I think had a semester left to graduate. And he ended up just taking this other job and he was making six figures with it. Pretty crazy. I think that was the right decision. I don't think that was a quagmire at all. I think that was the right decision, you guys. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Someone, Someone went back to finish their college degree. I thought it was preposterous. It was a basketball player. I think it was Patrick Ewing. He used to be this phenomenal center. And I think he had, I might be mistaken. I think he had like two years to finish and he went back and finished. Maybe it's just important to him. One of those things that was just important to say that he accomplished in his life was having a college degree. But I don't know. That's for a whole nother podcast that we're not even doing here. Quite the quagmire. Or maybe that's just a contentious point I'm bringing up. I don't know, you guys. All right, that wraps it up for episode 22, Edify, Morose, Contentious, Quagmire. Let's go through our four words, see if we can come up with some loose associations, see if we can come up with just a way to remember it, see if we can come up with anything that that helps us point us in the right direction for the words definition. Our first word was edify. The mnemonic was edit plus Y or edify sounding like rectify. Does that help you guys at all for what this word means or meant? Edify. What does edify mean? I mentioned a skyscraper. That's how I remember it. It means to uplift morally or spiritually. Edify. Religious paintings that edify the viewer. All right. How about morose? That was our next word, morose. What was the mnemonic? Do you guys remember the mnemonic? Wow, I'm totally spacing out on this one. What was our mnemonic? Oh, okay. I remember. Yes. Mnemonic was the not receiving a rose. If you don't receive a rose from your lover, how will you feel? Boom. You'll feel sad or dejected, down in the dumps, morose. Characterized by or expressing gloom, morose. Mm. Our next word was contentious. Contentious. The mnemonic was contender plus serious, someone who takes competition too seriously might be a little 
combative, quarrelsome, argumentative, tending to argument or strife, quarrelsome, causing involving or characterized by argument or controversy, contentious, contentious point. That's a contentious issue you're bringing up. And our last word, our favorite word because of its pronunciation, the word you're always going to use instead of using, well, I can't say, some other word, quagmire. What does quagmire mean? And our mnemonic was earthquake, quagmire, a boggy situation, a difficult situation, a situation from which extrication is very difficult is a quagmire, right? A predicament of some kind. Quagmire. Yeah. Edify, morose, contentious, and quagmire. Those are our four words for episode 22. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you haven't left me a review on iTunes, please do so. It lets me know how I'm doing. And I believe it helps others find this podcast. If you're interested in donating, you can visit neologism.com Google it. Hit that little gray or red donate button. It'll bring you to a link in PayPal and you can submit your donation there. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on episode 23. Bye-bye.